Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, blonde bombshells with awesome guns, a samurai mercenary with a very unusual past, hot springs fun, interesting bullet holders, and a 17-year-old king with the body of an 8-year-old. Listener discretion is advised. of the Spark and Manga Review, the podcast where we give you information and reviews about different types of mangas, anything from Jose to Senen to even the luxurious and crazy shonen shoujo action series and that very disturbing Gekiga stuff. Yes, I'm your host, Zan, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about connecting dance narratives. What happens is every episode, I'll tell you about a manga. If I have a co-host, they'll tell you about a manga, and we'll give you all the little particulars about it, how the characters are, how the designs are how long it is and if it's worth reading or not. Now, you don't have to agree with anything we say or what I've talked about, but I've heard we're a little entertaining and we're pretty inventive. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrkin.com where you'll find all of our old episodes, all of our Spyrkin manga review episodes, and our newly released Spyrkin video game review episodes. So that's pretty badass, right? I know. It's pretty cool. Also, you can email us at spyrkin.gmail.com with any of your comments, concerns, death threats, whatever you want. You can leave a voicemail at 206-350-8462 if you want to hear your voice on the podcast. And finally, for one final thing that's really cool and pretty interesting, remember, if you check out our website at spyrkin.com or our Twitter on Spyrkin, you can email us and put requests for different stuff, and I might do it. And we're getting ready for some of our cons coming out. We have some ideas, so check it out, and we'll talk about it. Anyway... Getting a little ahead of myself or a little behind myself. Anyway, so how's everyone doing? Pretty good? It is the holiday season. It is December, and things have been going a little crazy here in the land of Spyrkin. I mean, it is December, and it hasn't even snowed yet. The last time we saw snow was in October, which is really weird. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Just It's a little bit worrisome here in upstate New York. How's the weather by you? Hopefully a little bit better, a little more evened out, and not as strange. But I digress. So... I could talk about a lot of other things, including the email we got about our Spark and Video Game Review on comments on what we should review in the next couple of episodes, including Saints Row 3 and Mass Effect, which, unfortunately, I am not ready to do yet because that's going to take a long time, but we'll see what happens. Now, with that in mind, we should get into the part you're all waiting for when I talk about it. I'm talking about the review because that's what you're here to hear. You're not listening to hear me ramble about random shit, or are you? Email me, sparkin.gmail.com, or me at zanspirekin.com with what you think you want to listen to this podcast about. Anyway, 
Let's get on with it, shall we? On with it! So, if you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated onto me that I'd be reviewing a manga which actually came out in 2003, and it's already completed and was released over here by the now-defunct Tokyo Pop. It was originally released by Kodakawa Shoten, but that's neither here nor there. It's an action-adventure western-esque series that was written by... Sosuke Kaisi. Now, some of you may be like, wait, that name sounds oddly familiar. Haven't you reviewed something by him before? Well, unfortunately not. Only thing I really kind of was reading was Skull Rabbit, but that's back in 2000. We never really covered it. But the series I'm talking about is Grenadier or Grenadira. And this series is pretty popular in Taiwan, and there's an anime series. And I'm surprised there isn't a video game, because this series is actually pretty unique. The The world scene is brilliant. The story itself and the art is... At least, well, let's get into the story. Grenadier is about our main character, Rishuna Tendo, who is this girl, blonde hair, golden eyes, she's tall, she has F-size boobs, she's really thin, and she wears really scantily clad clothes. And when we first see her, she and her boyfriend, or best friend who's this samurai named Yachen or Yajiro Kojima are running away from a bunch of guys who are shooting at them with AK-47s. And mind you, he's a feudal era samurai and she's a gunslinger. So this is like in a world where technology and the past have mixed together. It's a little bit weird but kind of cool. And they're trying to get rid of her for some reason because she has a huge bounty on her head. It's like G3600 or some crap like that. And as they're shooting at her, they end up shooting her hat. Now, she has a crappy straw hat, which looks like she stole it from Luffy when he was sleeping one time from One Piece. And when she gets shot in the hat, she's like, what the hell? They shot my hat. And immediately, she pulls out this revolver, which she calls a Sanpachi pistol, flips around, shoots six bullets, kills kills the guys. There's one guy left, and immediately he's like, okay, she's out of bullets. I can take care of her. But no, she bounces her boobs up, and out of her cleavage, a bunch of bullets come out. She puts them in the gun and fires them off again. And that happens within a split second. So she is a pretty damn good gunslinger. Or the, as they call her, the the grenadier, the senshi of, an, of smiles. Which they don't really get into too much in this volume, but hopefully it gets a little bit better later on. But turns out that she is, like I said, she's the old, well, bounty hunter who's wanted for some reason. We don't know why. And her friend Yajiro hates guns. He thinks they're not manly, they're not cool. And they're going to go into town to see what's going on, see what the deal is. But he's like, look, Tendo-san, you have to hide yourself or else they're going to arrest us. So either wait here or get a disguise. And so she's like, I have, an, I have a disguise. You see her turn around for a second, and she turns back, and she's wearing a giant air acorn on her head with eyes cut out. It's like, see, my, mis- my disguise will hide me from everyone. They won't even know who I am. Right. Yeah, she's obviously not Clark Kent, and she doesn't have the brains for anything. Because her whole motivation is that she wants to go to Hot Springs. Her obsession is Hot Springs and relaxing and getting some dinner. She's like the typical male protagonist of any anime series, really. It's kind of interesting, that dynamic where they kind of switched it around a little bit. But I digress. So the country they're in has this whole problem where they have this mysterious person who's going around killing people. And he has blonde hair. And as you guess, they're blaming it on this girl when it's obviously not this girl. And as Yajiro goes to the city to find out what's going on, Rishuna ends up 
bumping into this mass murderer. They get into a fight, and she ends up knocking off his mask and sees the little boy. Meanwhile, in this city, Yujiro finds out that the city is run by this benevolent king who looks like he's eight years old because of a weird disease he has. He's actually 17. Yes, you can guess, the king is actually the murderer. It's this weird dynamic. He's wearing power armor that is kind of driving him insane, also advises an evil bastard, but I digress. They end up going to the city. Shuna gets in because she gets severely injured. They take her to the hot springs. She's able to relax. She meets her new best friend, this girl who, unfortunately, I'm not going to name her because she doesn't even last past six pages. They're hanging out. Things are going good. And then the jester, who is the grand vizier of the king, this guy who wears a mask and is weird, shows up. He ends up killing her new best friend, and she immediately gets really pissed off at it and goes to siege the king's castle. Now, in most shonen anime series, you would see her go through all the different stages. She'd start out at the gate, go through the gate, fight a mini-boss. She'd then go through the main courtyard, find a mini-boss. Then after that, she'd end up going into the palace hall, she'd fight a mini-boss. And this would go on for like two ch- volumes, and then she'd reach the boss. That doesn't happen here. What happens is that she ends up showing up, Just she shows up at the castle front, pulls out her gun, and then zooms over to Yajiro, who sees what happened. He's like, oh my god, what happened? What happened to her? She got killed? Oh no. Oh god, Tenno-san's gonna get herself killed. And so he grabs his sword and runs off to find out what's going on. And immediately when he gets to the castle, it looks like a bomb dropped. There's holes everywhere and gun holes, and people are dead. And he ends up running upstairs, and it just goes right into the fact that Rashuna is fighting the king right then and there. There isn't any preamble, no mini-bosses, nothing. They're just fighting, kicking each other's asses. And Rashuna is getting her butt kicked because this guy's armor is impenetrable. And after a long, huge fight, she ends up beating him by shooting her bullets all against each other to make like a drill to go through the armor, and she beats him. And then as he's going to kill her, she ends up using her ultimate attack, which is this Gunkata-esque hug to her huge cleavage, and he's like, I'm all better now. Because, I mean, if you had tits that big in your face, you'd be kind of happy if you're a guy. If you're a girl, well, actually, girls might like that, too. I don't know. It's safe and comforting. But ends up where the Grand Vizier Jester guy left, and now the king will be better, and things will be life will be better, and she ends up going off to save the day. And that's where the series starts. The next chapter actually is in the past, because the series is in Medias Res, but then it goes back in time to when they first met because Yujiro was this mercenary samurai who was besieging a castle because they kidnapped his leader and Rashuna just shows up one day because she's just traveling and gets involved ends up saving his life saves the his leader and he ends up kind of becoming attached to her and he becomes her best friend who she calls Yachan and I think he's she's into him but I don't know if he's into her or not yet I mean most likely that's gonna be a huge love triangle he's gonna find someone who he's in love with but this or that or anything. Series is so far from the first volume, it's interesting. I like the world dynamic that they have all these little explanations of stuff, and they don't give everything away. They don't explain where Rashuna learned her gun kata or where she got the gun. I mean, when you first see her in the flashback, she has these weird guns, which she doesn't have, but now she uses the Sampachi only. So there has to be a story there or something going on. And also, she does kill a lot of people. I mean, according to the wiki, she doesn't kill anybody. But the fact is, you see her kill a lot of people in the manga. It's She's got a heavy fucking body count. And, I don't know, the series is interesting, 
but something just seems really off about it. It's almost as if they kind of so put the stereotypical dynamic where it's, you know, you have the short Japanese guy hooking up with the huge, tall, beautiful, big busted gaijin woman, but they made the gaijin woman the main character. I know, it's weird. It's, it's like the, the Japanese guy is not the main character. He's now just the minor character. And the gaijin girl, a female, is the main character. And it's kind of female empowerment, which I think is pretty cool. But I got a feeling that it's not going to be like that later on. It's going to become more like, oh, he's going to save the day and she's going to be all right. I don't know. To be honest with you, this series, this volume, took for... This volume took forever to get through because of some just dumb reason. It just took forever to just me to push past and just get it done it was so long and arduous and everything going on was just it just dragged it shouldn't have dragged it didn't seem like it was it seemed interesting because i like rishuna i mean the fan service got a little bit too high because it's always boob shots panty shots sorry i dropped my cup but a little bit too much fan service but it wasn't a bad series so i don't know just something dragged about it for me it just didn't seem right i mean and that sucks because i really want to give this a really good review but the fact is that's going to make it go down because the art is great the story is interesting but this one reason why that something's off just drags it down a little bit i guess i digress anyway with that in mind let me just give you my review now i read this volume and it was pretty interesting but it could have been better so for that reason i'm going to have to give this our middle of the ground rating which is a gift from your crazy aunt muriel okay but forgettable it's an interesting series, don't get me wrong. I mean, the fact that it's female empowerment and it's a shonen series, that's cool. But it does drag. Something just seems off about it that I don't understand. Maybe I'm missing something, but just I can't get into it. Could be better, but I don't know. Just Maybe I've been burnt out from too many shonen and senen series that this I just don't understand anymore. Maybe that's it. If you like the series, email me, xanatspiker.com, with what you think about the series and why I'm wrong, if I am wrong. I'm just not being crazy about this. Oh, boy. But it's worth checking out at least once, I think. It's not that bad, but it's not that great either. Anyway. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Remember, you can email me at xanatspirekin.com or you can email me at spirekin at gmail.com. I am also on Twitter under Spirekin. I'll take any of your notes, comments, concerns, and I guess that's about it. Um, still no word from Manga Next, but hopefully I will be there as a panelist. And if I am, check out my panel. I got three good ones I applied for. One is a post-apocalypse manga panel. One is 12 Reasons Why I Can Toro Morai Will Never Finish Berserk. And the last one is a game panel where I'm giving away a shitload of manga. You hear me? A shitload of manga. I'm giving away a lot of stuff just to clear some room in my place. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. The only. The Wheel of Manga. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts no substitute. Now, what is the one, the only, the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a prize wheel with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the slots. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And whenever a number lands on, that's what I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review episode. 143. There should be some interesting titles on this and some pretty bad ones. And one by, well, 
We'll see if we get him. If we do, I'll hulk out and freak out. But if not, well, it doesn't matter. So we'll see him reviewing it. Number one. And so, for the next episode of the Spark and Long Review, I'm going to be reviewing Discommunication Surahan. Uh, I guess it's one I've never heard of. It sounds interesting. I don't know what it's about. But we'll see our review what I'm going to do in the next episode. Hopefully it's a good manga. Anyway, thanks for listening. And as usual, I appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk again some more later. And, well, remember, this is your Hosan for Spark and Manga Review. I am Gonsville. I'll catch you next time. See ya. Thank you.